Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Glim, you have made it to Neverwinter. Glim hasn't been anywhere, right? She's so sheltered. I could get you right into the battle if that's what you're looking for. See, I'm a little bit confused because I did overhear I was eavesdropping. I apologize, but it sounded like... You were just thinking about maybe joining up. So you're dropper. So you're pulling my leg. That's what you're saying. I like her. You're funny. Like her. You guys good. are funny. That's funny. Yeah. Are you ready, buddy? Are you ready? Today's what, the day. What are we doing today? We're gonna steal Lord Never Ember's ledger. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. I make my way back to the Fallen Tower. It's you again. How are you? I'm excited for, uh, my, I guess it's my first day of school to an extent. I think I'm like maybe going to help save the world. Oh. I have, I have a calling. I'm looking for some people. I think you might be one of them. What makes you say that? I don't know, Moot. I just have a feeling about you. You're going to take your things, sneak on in there. You're going to grab a ledger. I go to the desk. And inside is a ledger matching the description. With that, you hear a noise. Three figures. They see you, they turn to you, and they draw weapons. Oh, shit! What are you doing here? You see Merv and the other person go through the portal. I'm, I'm headed to the first bar I see. You come face to face with a dragonborn. For the love of Pete, you're big. You are a little bit smaller than me, though. I just got here. Well, tell me about your travels. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Amy Moore. Yeah, it's true. I'm married to this guy, and I like to mouth the words as he says them, which totally bugs him. And I play <gasps> Sullivan Slight. Also with me, Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I just sit quietly until Russ is done. Unless I'm trying to interrupt him saying, fuck it, let's play D&D. Then I pounce like a goddamn Bengal tiger. Uh, and I play Moot. And with us today, Carla Johnson. <laughs> I'm just like free and easy. I don't have a plan about how I'm going to irritate Russ, but I do know I'm always going to do it. <laughs> I play Glim. Guaranteed uh, anno annoyance just all around. Irritation. Yeah. Comes with the package. In fun and package. exciting new ways every every right? time we Every play. time it's something every different. Time. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you. If you'd like to give Tom, Amy, and Carla ways to irritate me, which they haven't already figured out, you can probably do that over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dumb Dragoncast. We're always looking for new ideas. Always looking like outside the box ideas. None of this just normal interrupt me stuff. If They've... you want me to put water in Russ's seat before he sits down, just make it a little damp. If you <laughs> if you want me to consume See, the, some it, sort of snack. You're taking away all of their thunder. Could here. you slide an ice cube down his back while we're recording Ooh. i could you want to see this table flip <laughs> i could i, mean, I could release of. moths in oh, the room moths. and oh yes russ has a deep fear of moths it's the day all characters die 
Oh, no. <laughs> our, oh, no, not our character, our level ones. You think that's a threat for me, Russ? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, really, Russ. I'm not even attached <laughs> to this character yet. <laughs> yeah, the goal the goal is just to make everybody make as many characters as possible before season two is over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when you are a patron, speaking of which, uh, you have an episode dedicated to you. And today's episode is dedicated to... Dylan Powell. Thanks, Dylan. Hey, thanks, Dylan. Dill. Thanks, Dylan. I wonder if anyone calls. Do people call you Dill? Yeah, I'm wondering. I was like Dill, they and just I'm did. like, I have, I have a pot full of dill out on my porch. Not the human. <laughs> just that just, that's a good clarification. Good to clarify. Good to clarify. We won't murder you and put you in a pot if you're a patron we'll just dedicate an episode to you i'm gonna edit that out of the podcast Good. that's probably yeah, for the best. Just, and just patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast all the ways that you can irritate russ just send them on over there we'd love to hear them fuck it let's play DD. moot yeah we find you you had followed gabriel from the fallen tower unknown direction at first, but he has led you to an open field by the riverside. Okay. So you are standing in the middle of this field, and he um, he says, okay, you stand there, and then he starts walking away from you a little ways. Does he live in a van down by the river? I, mean, I would assume as much. <laughs> I really think so. Like He's he's like, you stay here, and he's just going home. <laughs> you wait here, I'll be back. It seems like a very transient fellow. There's no van in sight. Doesn't mean there's not one, just no, not one in sight. He walks about 50 paces from you and turns around, and as he holds a tankard of ale in his hand and takes a big swig, says, all right, well, we're going to start your training, I guess. Okay, uh, what do we do? Well, I brought you here because we're really close to... You like the free stuff, don't you? I mean, that's just kind of the things that have happened so far, yeah. Okay, good. So I brought you here because there's water. Oh, for freezing. That makes sense. For freezing. See? You're catching on already. So what we're going to do is you're going to try and... Just feel it all out. What's the it in in this scenario? What is it I'm feeling? Did we talk about wild magic, you and I? I mean, you kind of grumbled drunkenly about some stuff, but I didn't really catch too much. Okay. Wild magic. It's all around you. And you, my young sorcerer friend, have the ability to just pluck it from thin air. Now, whether you know how to do that or not, that's something we'll obviously have to get to. But we're going to figure out, A, how you can get to do that in a consistent manner. And once we figure that out, then it should just be easy peasy for you to just sling, like, sharp frozen objects at people. Or things. Don't hurt people. Uh, yeah, I don't really, really want to hurt people. That's kind of why I want to get this under control. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a really good idea. Huh. Okay. So, close your eyes. Okay. Close your eyes and um, think about the last time that it happened really, really good. 
Oh, so when when we were in the bar the other day. Now, was that really, really good, or did that ruin my beer? Well, from my point of view, it seemed really good, because I actually managed to do it, albeit a little too well. Potato, potato, I guess. I mean, does anyone actually say potato? I met a guy once. Really? What was his name? Potato. Oh, his name was Potato. Gotcha there! <laughs> yeah, I mean, phew, story checks out. I mean, it takes all types. Should I still have my eyes closed? What's yeah, no, keep your, keep your eyes closed, bud. You're fine. You hear him drinking heavily from his glass. I want to know where from his glass. tankard from. Is he like Silent Bob, but with like <laughs> tankards of beer? It's like, where did you even... He had it with him when he left. He just took it with him as a road... It's his go mug. As a road beer. <laughs> Focus really hard on, on a better time when it happened. If you want to use the ruined beer, that's totally fine. But see if you can't pull that same inspiration. Now... Tom, I'm going to get you to describe what Moot is thinking or feeling or saying um, as you are trying to do this, and then uh, roll me a d20. Okay, um, Moot is is thinking about the, the incident in the bar from the other night, because he was super stoked about how it went like he wasn't sure he was going to be able to do anything and then the fact that he ruined his beer because his magic was too good is like he's still kind of strutting around because of that Uh, so he thinks about that feeling of success that he had when he was trying to cast this magic and he thinks about how he can just kind of almost reach out and touch it Like, he knows it's right there. Should I roll now? Yes. Uh, Any bonuses or straight up? Use your spellcasting modifier. Okay, 16. You are reaching out to where you think, metaphorically or physically. I mean, kind of both, because he's new at this. Cool. Um, so you begin reaching out, and Gabriel is standing back, just kind of watching you. And what he sees, and what you begin to feel, is a shift in the air. The temperature around you specifically, and out a little ways, begins to drop. And you begin to feel the same power that came in surges both in the bar and when uh, your your family was being attacked by the cult and in uh, the headmistress's office those quick surges of something that you weren't sure what they were you begin to feel that this might be what everybody's talking about in wild magic Gabriel sees this and feels the shift in the air as well. What is it that Moot casts in this moment? Moot casts the spell Frostbite. So describe to me what it looks like as he casts Frostbite. Technically, it's supposed to be cast on a person, but I'm going to cast it on just like the body of water that's nearby. Sure. 
So as Moot reaches out towards the water, right at the edge where the water meets the land, you see, like, a cold frost starting to spread out along the water. And it gets, uh, you know, a couple feet into the into the body of the water and then kind of peters out, but maintains around the edge, and there's a kind of a thin sheet of frost and ice on top of the water. You open your eyes as you feel like you're doing something. And you see this frost stretching out into the water and down on the ground around you. And as soon as you focus on it, it snaps back and like sucks in towards you and disappears. Gabriel, did did you see it? Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely, definitely saw it. Um, hey, he begins to walk over to you. He says, "What? How how'd that feel for you when you were doing it?" I mean, it felt really good. It it felt like I don't know. I felt like an energy mm-hmm. around. The, it was so close. I I could just reach out and touch it, and it felt amazing when I did. I think we need to find you a something to channel your energy, what they call an arcane focus. Oh, is it is that something that we need to like track down or buy or No, no. Well, I mean, you could. Generally speaking, it's something that has some pretty high value to you. Personally, Monetarily or like sentimentally? Sentimentally more than anything, I think. Takes another big drink. Oh, um, do you have I anything on you that that yeah. might fit? Yeah, I think I might have something. Um, before I I left home, I I I borrowed something of my mom's, kind of a, a keepsake to remember her by. Okay, okay. What what's that? I reach into my little messenger style bag, and I pull out a feather necklace. It's quite simple in its look. There's about five feathers on it. The middle one is quite a large feather. Moot doesn't even know what bird it's from. Uh, the other ones are eagle and falcon and all sorts of other feathers and this really large middle feather. But it, it doesn't look like much to the eye, but it means a lot to him. That, uh, yeah, that might work. Let's try it again. He spins around and he starts walking back in the other direction. It's like... Don't take it personally. I just don't want to get frosted. Yeah, uh, okay. Um. Do I? What do I do with this? Do I wear it? Do I hold it in my hands? I mean, do what feels natural. You could put it behind your ear if you want to, but I mean, you seem to be using your hands to cast everything. Uh, so maybe try holding on to it and seeing. You know, do close your eyes again, focus, and try and take that energy and put it into the item that you hold into your mother's necklace. Okay. Uh, So Moot kind of takes the necklace and kind of loops it around his fist uh, once or twice while the feathers are kind of going down his wrists. And he holds out his arm and he touches the wild magic that he got before and what happens, Russ? Does he succeed? Does he... You feel the energy course into you, and you feel it 
transfer down and to the feather. You open your eyes at that moment, almost with a fear that you might ruin it. But when you look at it, you see a glow. You see almost a silverish-blue aura to it. And you feel it resonating in your hand. Are you going to cast the same spell, or are you going to do something different? Uh, you know what? Let's do something different. It's going to be Ice Knife. Um, what are you aiming for with an Ice Knife? Because there's an attack roll that comes along with that as well. Uh, are there any, like, stumps or anything nearby? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say there's a couple full trees and a couple stumps, whichever you prefer. I'm going to go for the stump. Okay. Uh, so that is with the plus five. An 18. As you open your eyes and you see this, you feel like you can throw this energy. And you do so. Yeah, this I, I see this kind of blue, silver, I mean, ball of energy, for a, a lack of a better term, kind of start to spread out in his hand. And it looks not like a traditional, like, throwing knife, but like maybe one of those double-bladed throwing knives. You know, those really cool ones. Um, like, sorry, and, two-pronged or like uh, both sides? Uh, like, both sides. Okay. Mood sees this in his hand and kind of thought comes to him that he should throw it. So he throws this ice shard towards a stump that's near Gabriel. <laughs> Uh, how close I mean, not is, too close to how, him, but... How, how close is the stump to Gabriel? Oh, like ten feet to his right? Okay. The knife flies from your hand, soaring in the direction of Gabriel and this stump, and it strikes deep into the stump and explodes, shooting shards of ice out. And Gabriel kind of jumps back and spills his beer all over himself, <laughs> looks at his drink and looks at you and says... Well, you ruined another drink. I mean, maybe we just... Maybe we just shouldn't be drinking while we do this. Are you the teacher or are you the student? <laughs> I mean, student, but if you keep, if I keep ruining your beers, I don't think that's going to be great for either one of us. He begins walking towards you and goes to drink from his cup, which is pretty much empty, so he just kind of looks at it and shakes it, and he says, What you did there is you... You... Pulled the wild magic from the, the very air itself. You, sir, with some practice, are going to be very successful. That's awesome. It's very awesome. Don't throw knives at me anymore. I mean, it wasn't really at you. I just, I didn't know it was going to explode. I'm sorry. When was, how many knives have you thrown in your life? How, how sure were you that you weren't going to hit me? Well, I mean, we used to throw them on the farm a little bit, but I just didn't know it was going to explode. I've never thrown a knife that exploded before. He turns around and begins walking away, throwing his, his, his drink to the ground or his empty cup to the ground. Again! Last we saw Sully and Glim, they had met uh, outside a tavern nearest Castle Never. I'm going to say that we're still in that tavern, so we're a little bit earlier in the day with Moot right now, later in the day with Sully and Glim. We'll kind of catch up 
as we go through here. But uh, so what are Sully and Glim up to as the door closes behind you and you are now in this tavern? It's a rather busy night. There's many tables that are filled, but as Glim was kind of on her way out, there is a table still that she perhaps was sitting at that is uh, that is vacant with a couple chairs at it. Feel like want to grab a seat or something? Want to grab some food? I could go for some food. Uh, well, I'll I'll join you for a drink. Great. You sit down at the table and a uh, and a waitress comes over and she says, uh, "You're you're back again, and you brought a new friend." I'm I'm back. I made a friend, and I thought I'll have another drink. Why not? That's that's what everybody says. Why not, indeed? Uh, you know this waitress to be uh, Vexlana. She says, "Well, what can I get you?" Well, I'll I'll have another pint of ale, Vexlana. Thanks. I uh, look into my coin purse and see that there's nothing there. Why don't Why don't you let me get the first round? Oh, that's so kind of you. So kind of you. Thank you. I'll have I will have an ale as well. I'm a little I'm a little short, uh, you know, paydays. Uh, She's coming right up on the way. So, um, and she walks away to go get those for me. So when we met, Sully was clearly like <laughs> shifty as fuck. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, shifty. Right? Yeah. So your your initial view of Sully was perhaps he was um, panicked. Might not be the right word, but definitely, definitely some shifty eyes. Definitely some shifty eyes. You saw a book in his satchel that, judging by his demeanor, judging a book by its cover. Looked like it might be a little bit out of place, and he perhaps was like looking over his shoulder. Right. Um, also, weren't there bells tolling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The alarm bells were going at Castle been... Never. Yeah. And you saw. Yes. Yeah. And you saw. Uh, you saw me coming from that direction. <laughs> um, guards and and various police running towards Castle Never in the opposite direction of the way he was coming. Right. Okay. That is what I thought. Uh. So, are you from around here? Oh no. No, not me. Nope. Uh, just uh, passing through. You know how you just find yourself in these kind of places? Oh, uh, well, no, not really. I've never really just found myself in a place. I've either stayed somewhere by choice or chosen a destination and gone there. You're telling me you've never been drugged in the middle of the woods and then shown up in a city you've never been to before? Oh, uh, no, I can definitively say I have never done that. Is that... Huh. You were in the woods, and then you just woke up here? Oh, well, that, you know, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. So tell me your story. You're a big, shiny dragon lady. Vexlana comes back and puts the drinks down in front of you and says, Can I get you anything else? Oh, thank you, my dear. Thank you. Are are you hungry? Well, I could eat. Why don't we, uh, why don't we get some nachos for the table? I love nachos. I love nachos. But they're for you. I'm trying to, you know. Sure. You're trying to what, Carla? Pander to my to my poor person who... I'm trying know? to not make it obvious that I am trying to buy you food. Because I think you will be too proud to just accept it. She says, uh, yeah, one, uh, one round of special... Special... Whatever night this is. Na- table nachos coming up. Mm, special night table nachos. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> Those are the best. So, since you've never really been anywhere, Dragon Lady, like, what are you doing here? Oh, well, 
I am on a mission to save the world. I'm drinking my beer at this point, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Save the world? Y- y- yes, From I know. What? Well, I mean, right now it seems like uh, Tiamat is the is the main threat to the world. You'd have to agree, right? I mean, this cult of the dragon is just running roughshod over all of Faerun, and everything is just going absolutely crazy. And I'm a follower of Bahamut, so obviously Tiamat and the cult of the dragon are my natural enemies. I'm against them, of course. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Who's not against? Who's not against? All them. Of course, terrible, right? Terrible, all terrible all people. good people are, I think, against the cult yeah, of oh, the dragon. So, um, well, you know. So I'm not sure. I mean, it takes all kinds, right? I mean, um, so good ale, right? It's so you're uh, you're never winter to save the world because like things are going down here. Do you, like are people coming here? Is the is the cult of the dragon coming here? Did you hear anything? What have you heard? Are they coming here? Do you have some secret information? I'm just super curious. Ve- I'm a little bit nosy. Vexlana comes back and lays a plate of nachos, which we're going to invent here within this world, uh, which are um, thickly sliced potatoes um, that, oh, are, that are fried up. There looks to be a very curdy cheese on top and strips of a, a kind of an oily... Um, black meat on top, as well as some various vegetables. Sully starts stress eating immediately. <laughs> you like the eel, do you? Oh, yeah. It's super good. It's super straight to my hips, but you know, I just can't help myself. All right. Well, call if you need anything. She walks up. So tell me everything you know. So to answer your question, no. I don't know anything about the Cult of the Dragon coming here. My own personal mission in saving the world requires me to find help from two individuals. So that's what's brought me to Neverwinter. And then after I leave here, I'll have to go and declare myself to Bahamed. And there's a lot of steps to saving the world. I didn't I didn't really realize before I was trying to do it. There's a lot of travel, a lot of things you need to do. <laughs> the worst part of saving the world is the commute. Always. No, I totally get it. You know what? And I'm really sorry I can't help you out because I don't know anybody in this city. I told you, I just kind of like am visiting short time term. Short term. Short term for a short time. Actually, I'm 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 on my I'm on my way out. T- tonight's my last night here. Oh, oh, that's too bad. I had so enjoyed meeting you. Where's your oh, next stop? Well, I gotta find my buddy Merv. Not entirely sure where he is. Oh. Um, where did you last see him? In the woods before you came here? Or here in Neverwinter? Oh, here in Neverwinter. Oh. Yeah, no, we, you know, we we met when I arrived and we just bonded immediately over some really um, stressful circumstances. And then uh, he just like you know, whipped into a portal like one does. And so I'm just... Uh, gonna search for him. You know, Sully, your life is very different than mine. I've never fallen asleep in the woods and woken up somewhere else, and I've... I don't know I've ever even seen a portal. Oh, just big swirly. Makes a mess of everything around it. It's, uh, it's overrated. Steals friends. Huh. And are you um, gonna go try and find a portal? To find Merv? 
maybe. I, you know, I, everywhere I go, I, I seem to find a friend who might be able to help me. Because, I mean, you can't just go and just find a portal. You gotta know somebody, you know? Hmm. Both of you make a perception check because you're sitting around. 17. Oh, I'm a fucking minus one? Level one characters, my that dude. Weird. 14. Both of you uh, notice as you're discussing very different lives. Um, some people come in uh, to the tavern. Glim especially. You see that they're wearing uh, very official uh, guard armor. And they are coming in, trying trying to be as quiet as possible, but begin coming into the room. There's three of them. And they kind of fan out, and they're just kind of walking around, um, looking at people, and kind of overlooking tables as they walk in. <clears throat> Gotta take a whiz. Sully slides down from the, what I assume, chair that's taller than, uh, than uh, he's comfortable, and starts to meander to the bathroom area. Uh, do you take your bag with you? I absolutely do. I never took my bag yeah, off. That, that, that tracks. Uh, well, I'm just going to keep my eye on those guards, because I do kind of suspect that they're, you know, looking looking <laughs> for my new friend. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm slipping, I'm going in the way of the bathroom, and I'm slipping out, slipping up through the window. Okay. Oh. Um, you see your friend Sully move towards the uh, bathroom, and the guards themselves uh, are continuing to go table to table. One of them satisfied that the other two are kind of taking the room, begins to walk back towards the bathroom as well, in for no particular reason. Probably has to take a whiz. Yep. <laughs> it's going around. Um, <laughs> is he... To be yeah. going uh, is he near me? Um, yeah, we'll say he's passing, he's like a, a table away from where you are, so he's walking past you Kay. now-ish. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of like look towards the bathroom and then look back at this guy and say like, um, excuse me, sir. He, uh, kind of takes another step and then stops and turns and says, yes, uh, what, what, what can I help you with? Um, I, I was just wondering who you're looking for. I've, I've been here most of the night. Maybe I could help. There was a robbery at, uh, at Castle Never and you see him scrutinizing you and, uh, something, something quite valuable was taken. So we're looking for an individual who uh, who might be in possession of that. Oh, what'd they take? Was it, wait, can I guess? Was it the crown jewels? Um, no. Okay. No, it, it, it was not the crown jewels. Um, no. Um, was it a precious fur stole that belonged to the lady of the castle? N- n- no, no. No. It, it, uh, like... Birth you said you were here all night. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> this this keeps this keeps going on. Sully, you make it back to the bathroom. Uh, I go through the very small window they have. I jimmy it open. There's no window. That didn't even roll. Fell dead on a one. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there never was a window, and there's never going to be a window, maybe. <laughs> Windows don't up. exist in this world for you. Paved it over, <laughs> which is weird, because paving goes on the ground, not um, on the wall. I, I open up my, my bag, 
and I take out the contraband, mm -hmm. and I take want something waterproof that I have in my bag. We might have like a water skin or something. Yeah, that would work. I do. Uh, I quickly cut it open. It's very big water skin. Sure. And I and I wrap it, um, the ledger tightly within it, and then I um, slide it in 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 uh, the, a toilet tank. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a water flushing toilet in this world. <laughs> Nope. Nope, we don't. I was thinking it was more of a pit situation. We've got what's called a hole in the ground. Yeah. Maybe with a board over it or something. I, 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 never I really, saw where you were going. I, I never was, really thought about the insides was, of the tavern yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. Okay. What if okay. there's just like a communal hand washing sink? And maybe the water's oh, real God. gross because everybody's been using it to wash their hands and you could just put that in that dirty water. More of a more of a trough. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than the hole in the ground, Amy. It's certainly better than the hole in the ground. <laughs> yep, it is. So I, I slip it and it uh, is concealed under the water in the communal hand-washing trough. As soon as you do so, the door behind you opens. And I start to wash my hands. <laughs> but like nonchalantly, I'm not whistling yeah, or anything. Not like how yeah, you just sure. did it. Yeah. No, much sneakier. Just washing my hands in here by myself. Definitely not hiding anything in the sink here in the dirty water. Uh, you turn and you see just an, uh, another, not uh, not one of the guards, but just another patron walk in, kind of see you quickly rush and put your hands in the water. And, you're you're all right. Yeah, you you know when you wipe, but you you miss a little. He uh, silently. Keeps walking towards the stall. Good luck with that. Thanks. You know what I'm talking about, though, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, pretend you don't. Yeah. So he walks into the stall. Uh, I am... All I want to talk about right now is what the inside of this bathroom looks right? like. Right? I know. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm very... There's stalls now, and, like, okay, I can kind of picture it, but, like, oh, it's... Incredible. We just never really delve like into bathrooms? the sanitation situation in Faerun, yeah, no. and it's probably real dirty. It's well, it's almost certainly there's no water, gross. so it it's it's you know it's it's as clean as clean can get because it is. They have magic it is near Castle Never, so it's not like you're in the the slum part of town. Like it's there's just only so much that can be done in a place without running water. Off. That's true. New yeah, podcast idea. We design fantasy bathrooms, kitchens, houses. <laughs> Love it. I like it. Yeah, flip this fantasy. <laughs> Welcome back to the middle. We had a contest running on. It ended on June 30th, and we gave it away. At the beginning of July there. But we haven't really been been back because there was a bonus episode last week. So we just want to say congratulations to William Rhino Henderson. Congratulations, congratulations William. William. Congratulations. Rock. And a huge thank you to you and to everybody else who participated by sharing a link to the uh, to the show or to your favorite episode on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we will be doing another contest very soon-ish. 
that you can participate in there and hopefully win something really cool because William, he won the adventure module Ghosts of Saltmarsh and we still have one more that we want to give away too. So just keep locked here. That's what radio people say. No, keep it locked here. <laughs> Listen to all the episodes on repeat and then start again. Yep, that, yep. that's right. You got it. Speaking of things that uh, we have going on that we're super proud about, we are uh, up for nomination for the 14th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Ooh. I totally knew this was a thing before Russ told me. It's it's all right. I just assume that that nobody knows anything until I tell them. Yeah, fair enough. That's I yeah. mean, you've been proven that time and time again. In, so. the, in this company, yeah. that is a safe assumption. So um, how you can help us... Win that is by going to podcastawards.com, click on the Nominations Now Open button. All you have to do to be able to vote in that is give them your name and email address. And after the nominations are all done, uh, they say they purge it from their system and no longer hold on to it. So I'm going to take them at their word because, you know, why not? Russ, uh, what was that website again? Podcastawards.com. Click on the nominations now open. But all you got to do is vote for us in the games and hobbies and the people's choice. We would love it if you could do that. That would just make our hearts all warm and fuzzy because then if we win, we get an award. And we like, we've like we never received an award for the podcast before. Oh, it would be so cool. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Cool. Russ said there's a trophy. There is a trophy. Oh, God. I love we'll have trophy. to share custody of the trophy. Just mail it around? Yeah. We'll lose more money mailing it around than we will gain anywhere else. But um, I think it'll be worth it, at least for the first couple months. We'll be so proud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you've already voted, I know some people in our Discord already voted. Thank you very much. If you haven't voted, please do. I mean, even if it's not for us, we would really appreciate it if it's for us. But if you see somebody else on there that you think is better, then vote for them. That's oh, fair. yeah, that's totally fair game. 14th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards, podcastawards.com. I'll link it down in the description so that you can click right there and just enter in your info and, and toss us a vote. We'd really appreciate it because you're all beautiful people and we, we love you so very much. True. Agreed. So yeah. In the meantime, while you're doing that, I'm going to give you the back half of this episode. If you don't do that, the episode mysteriously <gasps> stops. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'll figure it out. Don't you That's worry. why you're the tech guy. Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Next uh, next week is a new episode. We kind of stopped telling you when things are coming because we kind of forgot. New episode comes out uh, next week, next Wednesday, July 17th. Hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Moot, you and Gabriel are walking out of the field. You've been practicing... Um, slinging various spells all day. We'll say you probably haven't cast Mage Hand or Magic Missile, but all of your Frost-based stuff. Okay. We'll say that you have you have practiced. You're feeling pretty good about it at this point. Um, so you two are walking back through the street, uh, presumably headed back towards the Fallen Tower. So you so uh, you uh, you sticking around you sticking around for. For some time? What's what's your plan? Uh, I don't... I mean, short of learning how to cast this magic and, and make sure I don't hurt anyone with it, I don't... How long do you think I should stick around for? Seemed like we had a good day today. Was was a pretty good day. I mean, we can definitely do that again. I feel like... I feel like, you know, there's some, some extra stuff that you could be doing. Hmm. Okay. Um, I did have some questions. Yeah. Sure. Shoot. 
Okay, so it's called like wild magic. What's yeah. wild about it? It's it's an energy source that is that is tapped into and has come to our world through various rifts or tears with other worlds. Oh. And not everybody has the ability to to feel that energy. And those that can, we we call them sorcerers. They have a very specific magic set, and they use that magic to cast spells that, for people of this world, would otherwise have to study in order to, um, say, using incantations or somatic abilities, and he moves his hands and light begins to glow, and he puts it out. Oh, so over at uh, Nogwoods... Yeah, that's why they have like, all the books and things there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, as much as you yourself can get into that, if you so desire, um, your powers will grow naturally as you begin to hone and perfect the spells and abilities that you currently have. Is there a way to like? improve my training or is it all just like do I just have to put in the reps I mean you just kind of gotta you just kind of gotta do it you gotta feel it you gotta you gotta just feel it kind of course through your veins Moot takes out a little notepad and he writes feel it and then do it <laughs> you're, That's so cute. you're uh you like you like to keep notes it's good it's good. Well, I just find at the end of the day, I can kind of look over everything that happened, and then I remember it a lot better. Sure. No, that totally makes sense. Um, I myself used to write a lot of things down. I don't. I don't so much anymore. But I'm glad you found me. Where Where are you staying, kid? Uh, I'm actually. They gave me a room over at Nogwoods. They said I could stay there for the time being. Just indefinitely. No charge? I don't think it's like an open invitation to stay forever, but, you know, for oh. the time being, they said, yeah, you know, when I tracked you down and all this stuff, they just said, yeah, you can stay here. So I thought it was really nice of them. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, good. Milk it for all it's worth, because they're cheapskates over there. What do you mean? Well, I mean, they're going to probably start charging you, so just watch if they start slipping, like, bills underneath your uh, underneath your door. Huh. Start getting you to do odd jobs, that's payment. Oh, I don't mind doing odd jobs, that's fine. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's good to work, it's good to work. Can't always live in a van down by a river, don't know what you're talking about. Shall we go, uh, shall we go get a, get a, a drink? Do you drink? I don't, I don't know if I've actually seen you drink. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I partake every, every once in a while, it's, I mean, it's not really my thing. Uh, yet, but I, I think at some point I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot more. But yeah, let's, let's go. Cool. All right. Well, I haven't had a drink in the last four hours because you ruined my last one, but we'll go do that. I, I promise not to ruin any beer this time. I'll ruin something of yours. Oh, I said I wouldn't. I'm just letting you know. Oh, Okay. Um, you guys uh, begin to walk back and you make it back to the Fallen Tower and it's just starting to get busy at this moment. It's uh, getting to be dusk. 
And we cut back to Glim, who is talking to the guard still, and the guard looks defeated. Like, he, he knows he can't walk away because you're you're engaging in the, in the investigation that he's doing, but he's like, I just... I just want to go, is the look you ha- he has in his eyes. Doesn't matter. <gasps> just let me Is die. it a small figurine that... The Lord's mother-in-law gave him as a test to see if he would pass it on to his daughter, but then he lost it, but then he found it, and now he's worried that it got stolen? He slams his hand down on the desk. It's a book. Oh, a book. It's a book. A precious book. Fairly precious. And who do you think took it? He kind of looks around, sees that the other guards aren't really finding what they're looking for. He says, there was an individual who was seen selling linens at Castle Never with a friend, went in, came out without the friend, and the alarms started going off prior to that. Short fellow. I've been told he talks a lot. Have you seen anybody like that? I don't think I've seen a linen seller. What's Sully doing in the bathroom? Uh, still vigorously washing his hands until this dude leaves. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this dude is coming. Is he's coming, gone, and he's, he's look at you still washing your hands, and actually just leaves the water alone. He's like, I'm, I'm good. Not cool, man. Not cool. Cleanliness is next to godliness, you know. I'll go wash wash him next door. And he leaves. Guy's really weird about his washing his hands. <sighs> All right. I draw a mustache on myself. With what? With my um little stinker disguise kit. <laughs> with my uh well, naturally as uh, you know, person who <laughs> fools people a lot. I must have. I mu- I must have a disguise kit. Not must have. Hold on. Do you have expensive linens you could change into? <laughs> no, it'll be no, so because suspicious. I don't want to pass as a linenery. I forgot about it's, the linens. Me too. I don't know how. So funny. I swear to God, as I made this, I had I put down disguise kit. Well, now I'm just real sad. Maybe you, maybe you had it, and it was taken from you as you were in jail. Well, now I can't quite remember what I told her that I would have. Well, I have an oil flask. That won't do anything. Uh, uh, anyway. Okay, well, if you say you had a disguise kit, we yes. can say you, ha- okay. you have a disguise kit. Which has a marker in it, or a pen in it. It or sure something. does. A grease pencil or, or something. Just a, or yeah. just a mustache. Oh. Or just a mustache. And I put a mustache on, and I come out. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm still talking to this guard. Um, yeah, you're at this point just discussing the fact that it's a book and he's given you the description of the linenist 
and you hear the bathroom door open, and out of the corner of your eye, you see Sully begin to walk out, and you see Glim talking to the guard very intently at this point because he's just like shut her up for who knows how long. I give a little tip of my invisible hat and I mosey on the fuck out of there. Uh, make a mosey check. Mosey check. Roll for mosey. Uh, make, a, make a stealth check. Fuck me. Twelve. You quite cockily begin to mosey out thinking you have the greatest <laughs> disguise of all time. Are, is she like um, twirling it as she was? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um, and from I'm like doing finger guns at people as I leave. You're about halfway to the door so you're now kind of passing where Glim and the guard are and you hear from behind you one of the other guards yell There he is! I, I turn and like to look behind me to be like like where? Who? You see two guards rushing towards you. I, I still look behind me. Like, where is he? There's ten feet away from you. And then I look, and I point my finger at me, and I mouth. They are at you now, and... Hey, buddies! They grab you by the shoulders and say, you're coming with us. Hold on a second. Why? Because you <laughs> were one of the last people in Castle Never. I have never once been to Castle Never. Make a perception check. What am I perceiving? Uh, you look up at the guards, and you now notice that one of them is uh, one of the guards that you talked to going into Castle Never. Cool. And says, you, you were there. I was not. He reaches down I and pulls off your mustache and says, you were there. I, I smacked my hand. You, you, were sold, you were trying to sell linens. You are trying to... Who sells linens? You! What do you even call somebody who sells linens? You're coming with us, and they begin to... Hold on. Is this because I'm short? They're walking, and they, uh, both of them have picked you up by the And I'm bicycling, my legs in the air. Glim, what are you doing? The guard says, well, it looks like we might have found uh, the person we're looking for. Uh, Glim! 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 Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the nachos. Don't forget to wash your hands. Uh, okay. It was nice to meet you. I waved I thought goodbye. you said that you didn't see someone of... I said I didn't see a linenist. I didn't know that he was a linenist. Touche. <laughs> might, might we ask you to come with us as well, just to confirm that you aren't associated. I mean, you can, uh, you can ask Vexlana. I was here all afternoon. Vexlana comes, sees this happening, she comes over, she was, she was here all night. That, that one, he came in most recently and just kind of stopped and turned Glim around and, yeah, she was here. The guard kind of thinks about it and says, all right, okay. He turns around and he goes to walk it. I am gonna go wash my hands. I assume he said it significantly. 
Well, actually, it's just something he reminds people <laughs> to do. He's like, all right, buddies, yeah, yeah, keep it tight, keep it tight. Sure. Hey, wash your hands. Um, so you go back into the bathroom. I presume you go into the male bathroom, but I'm not, not certain if that's what you're Are they gender, do you think, in the tavern? Nah, probably not. Again, stalls. there's so much for us to talk about about these bathrooms. Um, nah, let's say unisex. Sure. Okay, so I go into the bathroom. And you see the hand-washing trough, mm-hmm. several uh, several stalls, all of which have their doors slightly open. Doesn't look like there's anybody currently in there right now. I guess I go, and like, trepidatiously, it's so dirty, it's really gross. It's not for washing hands. It's really gross. It's really gross. It's really gross. Yeah. Um, but I'll uh, just stick stick my hand in there, see what I find. You reach in and you find a uh, a water skin. Looks like it's been uh, cut open and kind of very hastily folded back over, um, with the a feel of a book on the inside. Uh, so I pull it out and put it. Well, I mean, I, like, do this a lot to try and, like, get some of the Shake it, wa- yeah. water off of it and pull it out of the the water skin and, like, shove it in my bag. I don't, like, investigate it any more than that. It's definitely the book that you saw in Sully's bag, um, and you slide it in. And then uh, we'll cut back to Sully here. You're being uh, walked down by three guard, two of them carrying you kind of underneath the arm. Am I heavy? Is your arm getting tired? They're not responding to you. And one of them leans down to you and says, uh, Miss Ma'am Meow Meow is not going to be very happy about this. Oh, Miss Ma'am Meow Meow has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a quiet job. Well, it was. Until someone portaled in there and stole Merv. Mm-hmm. Was that you? Did I portal in there and steal No, I mean, did Miss Ma'am Meow Meow do that? Why would Miss Ma'am Meow Meow portal in and steal a prisoner of her own? I don't know. But that was, you have to say, extenuating circumstances for sure. Yeah, you can explain to her why you didn't go back with the book to explain that to her once we get back. It's called laying low, God. by Chrissy Tor Illustrations. Visit ChrissyTor.com. The songs Nowhereland, Wholesome, Tempting Secrets, Folk Round, Scheming Weasel Slower Version, and Anguish are by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.filmmusic.io. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. We now find Moot. Not Sullivan Slight. Get out of here. No, I know, but I just went... At the same time as you were talking. Do you I, want to say that again? I mean, you do it all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Should probably get Amy one of those Hannibal Lecter masks. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn to talk now, Amy. He says, Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. <laughs> Ice, ice, baby. 
Oh, wow. We're just jumping all over the place here. Well, because it's not really fire that you've got going on. It's ice. So, you know, you're as cold as ice. Sorry. (laughs) This is going to be a fun one. You're right. Oh, boy. Oh, misses wildly. It's it's very, very AC. The stump has really good AC. Really good AC, that, that stump. Hit uncanny dodge, which is wow. <laughs> unexpected. Wait, can we recruit this stump to help us save the world? Because <laughs> right? we might need him. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. love actual plays D&D, Hades, or Greek mythology and improv, be sure to check out Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood to follow the adventures of Alexander the Great, King of Macedon, and Drunk Paladin. Oh, sorry. I guess now I'm Alexander the Grump. Rolf, part-time sorcerer, full-time boomer. Is it a sex thing? It was a sex thing! Arete, stealthy rogue and even thirstier mobster. Mm, have you bathed and brought to my tent? And Annie, legendary bard and chocolate milk fanatic. Together, these four wretched shades will battle their way out of hell for another chance at life, with a little help and hindrance from gods and monsters alike. Word of advice when you're opening up these things, you're supposed to say, Olympus, I accept this message, in some really serious voice. Take your place among the living again. Your tactics are adept, if too elegant for my tastes. My dear, saying no is never a crime. (laughs) You hit like a Philistine. You're not getting out of here alive, wretches. A pinky promise? A double pinky promise. When you die, you'll have to tell me all about it. Rogue Runners, an actual play audio drama made during the pandemic, all while maintaining proper social distancing. And I'll follow at a six-foot distance. How about a five-foot distance for D&D purposes? Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 